This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome to the Center for Sports Studies podcast. My name is Brandon Podgorski, Professor of Sport Management at Trine University, and I want to welcome you to this week's podcast. On today's podcast, I am joined by professional golf photographer and blogger and self-proclaimed golf model, Patrick Koenig. After graduating from Indiana University in 2002, Patrick began a career in technology sales, but then turned his passion for golf into a new career photographing the country's most beautiful golf courses. Patrick's work has been featured in Golf Magazine and Golf Digest, and he has twice traveled to St. Andrews in Scotland to shoot and blog during the British Open. He has over 90,000 followers on Instagram, and you can see his work at PJKOENIG. I hope you enjoy the show. All right, he is a professional golf photographer, golf enthusiast, golf model, golf blogger, golf high kicker. You have seen him in Golf Magazine, Golf Digest. He has almost 100,000 followers on Instagram, and he's my old college roommate. Patrick Koenig, welcome to the show. Hey, Brandon. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm glad to, to hear that you put in Golf High Kicker in that list of, uh, of kudos there, so I appreciate that. Well, as I'm following you on Instagram and watching your videos and photos, that really is the most appealing thing for a guy. I don't want to, you know, call out your age, but we'll just say a middle-aged guy getting some height on those kicks is pretty darn impressive. Yeah, yeah. It started a while back, and so I did a couple things with the high kick, and then one money, but my and people liked it. So one of my buddies was like, you know, this is this is your, this is your thing. You're like a golf high kicker now. It's like, oh. I guess that you know. I guess there's far worse things to be known for on the internet than than high kicks. So that's that's a nice nice little treat. Well, it's worked out for you. You've got a good following on Instagram and Twitter, and, and building it up on Facebook as a professional golf photographer. So tell us, kind of walk us through. You, you graduate IU. You know, it's been uh, 20 years now or so, and then you go to work in in the corporate world. And then, you know, you decide, hey, I really want to do something I'm passionate about. And now you're kind of one of the world's foremost um, golf travelers, we'll call it. So kind of take us through that and, and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's an interesting, interesting story because like, like most photographers, you know, I, it, was a, it was a hobby at first, at best. You know, I, was, I, I loved golf was where I, I think that all kind of stems from. So I was a, a sales guy selling in, in tech and in software in the, in the Silicon Valley and spending all of my disposable income on golf trips, like many uh, young guys. I mean, it was all about the buddies trip, playing some golf. I mean, you know, I'd, I'd, spend, I'd go play Pebble Beach. I'm like, this is amazing. I loved it. And so that was my, that was my release. That's what I did. And I always thought, well, this would be great if you could do this as a job. But like, there's, there's millions of people that think that and there's a reason why you just spend all your money on it instead and it doesn't make money. Um, and fortunately I kind of, I found a way to actually do that full time, uh, with, with having an audience on Instagram and, um, and having some of my golf, golf photography, um, really take off. And I think it, it really started when I, when I started beginning to get an, an audience around my photography and just, I was doing kind of fun videos. I remember there was a video where a bunch of people threw, uh, water balloons at me in slow motion um, while I was driving, hitting my drive on the, on the tee. There's probably about I had like 25 people throw water balloons at me and they're exploding all over me in the ball. It was, a, it was a fun video. It was the first one that got a bunch of views and really kind of upped me, um, you know, so I was doing stuff like that. And, 
and eventually, so, you know, some people came along and they wanted to they say, hey, why don't you come out and do this trip or this event? Or, hey, we'd love for you to come out and take photos of this golf course. And so I was doing the, these little things on the on the side and just meeting these these great and interesting people. Um, and eventually it kind of it came to a point where I said, what if I, you know, I could do this full time? And so um, to lead, not to get too far ahead, but we'll just keep going. We'll just keep going. Yep. So keep in going. 20, in 2018, I said, I'm going to, I got an idea. I had this idea for a long time. I'm going to jump off and this is going to be the deal that's going to like, I'm going to try to do this full time, you know, because I love doing this stuff so much. The sales stuff on the side is good, but like, what if I could do this full time? And so I just came up with this idea. I called it the RGV tour. Um, it's, I got an RV, turned it into an RGV. And for those that followed along, that's recreational golf vehicle. You know, you know? I put a, a rooftop driving range on this thing, filled it with every sort of golf memorabilia that you can imagine and hit the road, played 403 golf courses in 365 days with 798 people. We played it in the 48 States and we raised, I think when we add a component, we raised uh, 20 grand for the first tee of greater Seattle, which is where I left out of and um, had the time of my life doing it. And then ever since then, I kind of built that, I mean, built a little bit of cloud around that, I think people love following the journey along and um, I've been traveling and golf and that was obviously 2018 and, you know, and here I am um, just coming back from a series of, of golf trips that were social media and photography based. So if people get a chance, they really need to hop on Instagram at PJKOENIG and, and check out all your travels because the RGV tour, excuse me, is the one that really kind of captivated me. I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy's doing it. He's up in the dream. He has quit his job and he's going across the, the country to, uh, uh, to play golf. So there was that charity component there with the first tee. And so, mm -hmm. you know, do you feel like that was the thing that really springboarded you to do some of the things that you're doing now? Um, or is it just one of those things that you've got to constantly be, be posting and coming up with, with new ideas? Yeah, well, you know, that was, yeah, the, the RV thing and the charity aspect was, um, honestly, the thing that springboarded that was on was just the love of golf courses. I was sick and tired of like not seeing golf courses on the East Coast. I was like, what's the best way to do it? Well, it's to get in an RV and, you know, never have to go home. You can just go because in America, there's a great golf course, you know, within an hour, pretty much mm -hmm. anywhere in America. And so I wanted to play all of those. Um, <laughs> I was a little absurd about it. Um, and then I figured why well, I'm doing something so cool. I never raised money before for the first tee. Um, or at really any charitable organization, but I thought this is a great opportunity to do something like that. So I, I, I knew my friend Evan did great work with the kids. He's just, he's a chapter The first year is organized such there's an HQ and then there's all these individual chapters. And I said, the chapter way is the way to go. I can see right where Evan's going to use his money. I mean, he's the sort of guy that does great work with kids. This is perfect. So I set that up and that kind of like became my driving force. You know, I was really, <laughs> It was fun to, to give out some swag. People donated swag, or I people donated swag to the tour, and then I gave away the swag for donations. And so, as it, it kind of built, and then it became more fun, and then it became really kind of something else. Like, you know, if people are wondering about what it's like raising money for charity. Like, just do it, even if you're like you, you like the organization, and maybe you're not entirely sure. You get it's easy to get passionate, especially when it's for a good cause. So that's I mean, recently I just did something with the Pure Insurance First Tee out at Pebble Beach they had a cool thing for the first tee. And so we raised money for the, uh, the HQ um, out of the first tee through a golf tournament out there at Pebble beach. So it's like, this sort of thing has been, has been cool. And it's really, I found 
roots in all my adventures that I found on the RGV tour and the things that I, that I do today um, in terms of the golf trips. I know how to golf trip, you know, I've, I've done it. And not only do you know how to golf trip, but you just completed probably what I, I considered the world's coolest internship. I saw this posted well about a year ago uh, from Wisconsin, the state of Wisconsin, where they were looking for somebody to basically be, to play golf, go around the state, play golf, blog about it. And I think it was probably something in coordination with maybe some of their travel boards or their visit boards to get people to come to the state. Uh, I remember telling some of my students, we got a golf manage management program here at Tri. Like, you guys got to jump on this. This is the coolest internship you could ever have. And then lo and behold, Pat Canning uh, posting pictures from the Wisconsin internship. So tell us about that. Yeah, so that was that was funny because I, I didn't see it, but I, I, I had about a dozen people that sent it my way when they read about it and they thought of me, obviously, because I, I, did, I did the ultimate trip. So I obviously knew how to do it. And the job description was, I mean, it was an internship, but I was like, I'm 41 years old. Like, it's just even, can I do this? And um, it turns out you're never too old to get paid to play golf. Absolutely never. So that was the, uh, the mantra I took to it. And it was like, I mean, the literally like looking for somebody to play golf, take pictures, write about it, um, create social media. I was like, this is literally what I do. So I, I put together a, um, a good little, um, I think it was an official application on my website. They wanted people to be different um so you know surprise you got to do something different these, these days um and i saw a lot of people like in twitter like just responding to the link like pick me and i was like well mm -hmm. i'm probably not gonna pick that <laughs> yeah. and so i said well i put together a little application on my my website i just created a, a simple page and i uh, put together a list of my qualifications some of them were legitimate um you know like featured in um, golf digest and in golf magazine with my photography and then i listed things like um once we rolled a watermelon 322 yards down a fairway in Mexico, which is true and yeah. impressive as well. So, you know, things like that. Um, I listed my ex-wife as a, as a reference to testify how much I love golf. Um, so I think they liked those sort of things. Um, and they picked me and I, and I went, we played, the original thing was 50 courses in 50 days. And uh, I told them that was a little low. I mean, if we're playing golf every day, um, there's, there's, there's room for 36. So that's what we did. I, I, I cut off one day. I don't know how this worked out, but I did, uh, ended up doing 76 courses in 49 days. So that's an internship right there. We took pictures of every one of these golf courses. It was public based. I did get to play a couple of great private tracks just because people see them out there inviting me along to play. And I'm not going to pass up an opportunity to see some great golf, but the idea was to highlight how good Wisconsin is at public golf. And they're mm -hmm. the best in the, in the country in terms of States. Um, Michigan's close, but Wisconsin murders it. They've got, you know, you, everybody just saw them. The Whistling Straits was just one of the, you know, four or five courses they've got there. I mean, I mean, I could go on. I could literally go on about the golf courses for, this could be the entire podcast of all the, <laughs> all the, the places that I played in Wisconsin that are public. You know, I was just chatting with the folks over at Century World. This is a cool thing. I don't know how this worked out, but interns get some, get some deals. Um, over at Century World, you have something called, uh, uh, well, it's a golf course. And, they, and, uh, and they had been closed for like two years because of the pandemic and it's owned by Century World. So I don't think that they were, a lot of people opened and were like cashing in. So Century World was uh, being conservative and they, and they didn't let anybody on that golf course for like two years. And for some reason they decided to let me and, and my, my buddy Lee out there on this golf course. Um, Lee was playing the top 100 public golf courses in America. This was his very last one. I was the only one, I was the gatekeeper to his final round of golf on that list. And we played this thing and it was a golf course that nobody touched in two years. Not a divot 
on the golf course. Um, and they've got this thing called the flower hole, which has got, I don't, I'm going to, I don't know, something like, I'm probably messing up the number. It's like 40,000 perennials surrounding this par three. Absolutely stunningly beautiful. You can see it on my Instagram, some cool aerial shots. And I've got a video I'm going to work on for these guys today. Uh, drone video flyovers. Oh, it's magical. You know, so every day was like a cool experience where somebody saw what I was doing, thought it was unique. They're like, hey, come out and we'll give you access to our course. That we haven't given anybody access for two years. How lucky am I? So like stuff like happened. The people were very you know and these are public courses that don't necessarily get that much love you know places up like Chiquamagon Bay which I thought was these guys were overly well they have this beautiful course uh, it's got new and old parts to it but um, some really just unique stuff it's like the heart and soul of golf where you've got people that are playing they're they're amateurs they're good at golf they're bad at golf they're all getting together they do it for for social uh, for a love of the sport they're inviting mm -hmm. dogs along you know there's golf is is an amazing sport um, and it gets a bad rap because of uh, some of the things that have messed it up with elitism racism these things are disgusting mm -hmm. and they don't really belong in our game and there's places where they don't and it's and it's all about community it's you know it's a place for people to get together um people find spirituality in, in, in the game. And so when you, when you look at what golf brings people um, and certainly what it's brought to me, uh, you know, a whole new life and a way of living, it's magical. And um, that's kind of my, that's what I want to spread. That's my mission is to spread that the joy of the game in those areas that it's more than just like hitting the ball around or like people that don't play, you know, or they have this perception uh, I, I will listen to a podcast with Malcolm Gladwell and I felt sorry for him that he didn't do his research on what golf really is. Mm -hmm. He profiled Los Angeles country club. Um, and he, and he said, and, and I'll never forget this in the opening to the, uh, the podcast, he's like, I hate golf. And so should you. And I was so sad for, for Malcolm uh, to, to, cause I, I really love his stuff, but it was a, it was a wildly misinformed podcast. Um, Malcolm doesn't hate, golf he hates los angeles country club for a couple of reasons um you know there's and, and it's and they're they're alone being in this in the state of golf when i'm talking about golf i'm talking about the places where it exists everywhere los angeles country club is a beautiful place to play golf but it is unlike any other and so it's like there's misconceptions like that even at high levels so malcolm if, you, if you're listening you know give me a call bud we'll we'll sort it out and you can go profile a place like goat hill park down in san diego and then you can tell me how much you hate golf you know right to, to matt janelle and john ashworth's face tell him how much you hate golf then he won't do it because um it's he'll find that it's magical it's magical and that was my my motivation there so i got i got a little excited got a little carried away no please feel free to get carried away and you know you can have a blast at, at Pebble Beach, but I've had just as much fun. Now I've never played Pebble Beach, um, you know, maybe a few better public courses, but nothing on that scale. But I've had a ball just going to my Muni with some buddies and playing nine. And I think that's probably mm -hmm. what you're talking about with golf. You know, you do, you, people kind of get this idea of like, all right, well, it's this type of person and they're going to these types of club, clubs to play it. But really, I think when like, I go out to golf, it's really just kind of guys, you know, we, we work hard during the week and in the weekend we like to get together and, and play golf and maybe have a few drinks and, and just kind of have a good time. And I think that's kind of the golf community in a nutshell. Am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, so yeah, it, it's a part of it. So I think that the thing, the great thing that's about golf is that you can love this game for literally any, there's, there's like a hundred reasons why you can mm -hmm. love it. You know, maybe it's a great way, like you and your dad just go play and you have that thing. Maybe in your case, it's like, 
you and your buddies are going. Maybe you like to go and play solo in the morning. It's your exercise. You know, it's your spirituality. It's your church. I mean, that's not uncommon. People will say that and they go by themselves or something. Maybe they go with a couple of friends. You know, may, maybe it's that social aspect. Um, for me, it's the, it's the beauty of the golf courses themselves. It's the, it's the architecture you can find in some of these old courses. It's exploring um, the history of the game and the people that came, came before it and built these magical places. Like that, you can go down a rabbit hole. And I, I've been down it for, for quite some time. And um, you never really can, can I mean, it's, it's fascinating. You know, there are endless little nooks and details. And, you know, Gil Hans just dug up the, he found the seventh green out at, out at Baltusrol in a renovation, um, the old sand where it used to be. You know, so like stuff like that is still out there. We're still finding stuff like that that um, is part of our history and our game has been ignored. So like this is kind of an adventure side to it as well. So when I say that, I mean, it's like, that's, I could probably name a couple other reasons why people love golf and it means different things to different people. And uh, each one of them is, in, is incredibly powerful. Well, I love it. Your passion comes through for it. And it's not just domestically that you've been going to golf courses, but you've traveled internationally as well. Cause have you, were you at St. Andrews, whether it was just this year or, or a couple years ago? Yeah, yes, yeah, so I've been I've been to St. Andrews in uh, well in 2019 and 2021. Um, just got back, just getting over the jet lag um, from uh, for the Dunhill Lynx Championship, and that is the is probably one of the if not the coolest tournaments in golf. Uh, everything from the fact that you can bring your dog to the tournament on Sunday and there's dogs running around as the, as these guys are playing to the fact that they have amateurs you know, notable amateurs um, and then in celebrities that will join. And the golf over there is like St. Andrews or like Carnoustie. It's played over three courses, St. Andrews, Carnoustie and Kings Barnes is much more in tune, you know, with the people. It's, it's more part of, they get the community aspect. I mean, St. Andrews was founded as a, as a link, linking the sea to the town. I mean, that's where the term links comes from. Mm. So it's a community. You know, it's really like their whole community is into this this sport of golf. It's used as a, as a park. You know, you'll go out and people will walk around. Uh, you know, they know they, the rules of the game when stop when somebody's teeing off and they walk by and you can enjoy that land is a beautiful place to walk your dog, you know. So it's not just like, hey, it's a private country club. You can't come here. And it's like, no, it's, it's all about the community, the people. Uh, and the Dunhill Lynx does a great job of like, bringing that all into these three days where you get some cool celebrities in town and those guys these guys love it you know i was i was just in 2019 he didn't come this year but justin timberlake was out there and just walking along with him and you could tell that he's like these guys privacy is like the thing for them and they're getting constantly mobbed and it's just a little more chilled back and relaxed up there and he's having a great time talking with with the fans here and there and like literally going up to them and asking them where they're from you know <laughs> like that you don't expect justin timberlake to, to do that while you're you know while he's playing around to golf and you're you're watching him uh but that's the sort of vibe and 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 like that people are having there um and then and then you know i got a great experience where i was we were sitting down with um i don't know how i ended up at this table but it was, it was uh luke wilson and uh greg kinnear or we're, we're having a steak dinner at a place called the steak barn uh, which isn't too far from the old course there and bill murray sits down across from me and his, his hair is like all like wild like <laughs> he's he like sorry guys i was watching tv and fell asleep i had no idea bill was going to be a part of our dinner it's kind of like a, a community thing in the steak barn if you've been this is you know everybody's is a we had to reserve the place and everybody just kind of shows up and then and then we had bill and i so bill and i had shared a steak or we each had our own steaks actually and um and then we played golf 
on the old course the next morning. Uh, after that, Bill went out and like partied all night and like showed up for random house parties, as I'm sure people have heard that he likes to do. And uh, so we're like, I think it was eight or nine was our tea time. And I'm sitting out, there's a shotgun on the third hole. And I'm like, you know, I, I was like, oh, we're playing with Bill. And it's like eight o'clock and Bill's not there. I'm like, oh, you know, I thought it too good to be true. I was gonna, but no, here comes Bill running out of the old course hotel. He's, he's late. And obviously he was uh, probably partying till like late at night. I was later than I was. And uh, yeah, he, we proceeded to play 18 holes of golf in the old course. Um, and it was, it was magical. And that whole week was really cool. And then that was 2019. And then just 2021, I went back um, a little scaled down. Cause obviously in 2020, they, um, they they cancel it because of coronavirus um they're pretty they're pretty cautious over there but it's it's getting good where they have it, kind of the process in place but still you get less and less involvement less celebrities are eager to you know especially right after the Ryder cup and i think people are just still a little concerned but you know we had we had some great fun with uh andy garcia uh huey lewis in the news huey lewis is you know he's the man uh and then the drummer from from bon jovi tico torres we did this little speed golf thing that was super fun. I just asked him nine quick questions. I called it an emergency nine. It's up on uh, it's up on my Instagram or YouTube, or I think I put it on Twitter as well. So that's a fun little piece that I had a blast making. And you know, it was another, another magical weekend at, at the Dunhill. So I got to know, how in the world did you get to do all this? Because I remember watching the Bill Murray video. I'm like, I can't believe it. I used to sleep like five feet from that guy, you know, in the late 90s. And, you know, I just saw your video with Andy Garcia and, uh, and Huey Lewis. And I'm like, this is unbelievable. So, you know, I want you again to talk about that because it was a risk. You, you stop working. You start uh, golf photography and you're building up this Instagram following with, with no guarantee that it was going to work and, and really with a little audience. And now, you know, you're traveling the world, you're golfing with celebrities, you casually drop, drop a Justin Timberlake reference. Like this is wild. So, you know, if, you know, if a student or anybody's listening to this, how in the world do you, you know, we'll, we'll use the air quotes, build your brand. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a combination of, of like of networking. It's no, it's so true mm. that um, you know, it's not what you know, but but who you know, and like making an impression, and just taking the time to get to know everybody. Like you know, um, who knows, Bob? You could have you could have been the you know the the manager of the Dunhill Links. You could have came up and found yourself an opportunity, and it'd be like, oh, I know the guy. We got to bring him for this. Like you know, and then you were my college roommate. So so that's a little bit of luck, but it's like, hey, be like be memorable be fun to play with um and, and just be interested in in, in people and, and what they do and i i think that kind of comes naturally um to a lot of people so the networking thing is is how it really really happens um and uh, and i think it was, it was scott uh, borden was the guy that brought me along into the the dunhill and he was just a follower on instagram and he thought what i was doing and like especially the instagram stories which are fun um he thought what i was doing there was really unique and interesting and entertaining. And he'd been, he'd been following along for a couple of years and he said, Hey, I'd love to have you out to the Dunhill to just do your thing. Um, and, uh, and he invited me. So it's like, it's like that. So, you know, it's a combination of networking and then that was just through, through Instagram, but uh, referrals. I mean, yeah, it's scary when, when you jump off, you don't got anything, like how are you going to pay your bills? You got to buy health insurance. You got to do all, like, you know, this stuff is like, it's all you. So you got to create your own company and um your paychecks aren't guaranteed so like i i still think like it's funny because I, I listened to a podcast with chris rock or um who's the other comedian uh gosh he's he's really funny uh, but they, they were saying that i still feel like it's um 
going to be taken away at any point in time. Mm. I mean, these guys are like mega famous. It's, it's not, it's not going um, anywhere. Um, but it, it's kind of like that attitude that you have where you're like, I'm, I'm lucky. And I think the quote from Chris Prosk was like, they hadn't, they had still haven't figured, figured me out yet. Like you feel like you're getting away with something, getting able to do this for, for a living. Um, and I think that's a, it's a powerful part of it. Like if you feel like, Oh, I can just do whatever rest on whatever I've accomplished. Right? That's when you're done. Like you're toast. Um, so you gotta be still always grinding, always feeling like if you're not doing something great, you know, that week or you're hunting down your next exciting project, then um, you're on your way out. Um, and so <laughs> I think that, I don't know if that ends that attitude, um, towards um towards that sort of pursuit um i don't think it should ever end really that's what's kind of the fun part of it and um, it would keeps you in, in the game so i still feel like even though you know i've had a couple years of doing this i'm still like i don't know you know this <laughs> or that and so but it feels it does feel a little more safe which you can look back and say i've been doing this for a couple years um and and the jobs are coming good but it does become easier because your network mm-hmm. builds you know I did a great photo shoot for this destination and they love these photos. And then they say, come back next year. Or they say, Hey, here's another, you know, I got a a shoot coming up. That was a referral from another club that I did out here in Southern California. So your business does become easier once you put in the time and the effort. It's like that in sales too. Like literally when I was prospecting, I'm like these prospecting efforts I'm making right now might pay off in like two or three years. Most sales reps don't stick around to see the fruition of that. But if you do it consistently, um, it'll just start raining and you'll wonder why it was like, well, cause I, I've been doing this. I've been cultivating these leads, these hundreds of leads and like warming them up and, and putting in the good work and little touch points here and there. You know, I think, you know, you need at least six before anybody, you know, starts about thinking about spending money in terms of touch, touch points. And so that's, that's been building up for me. Um, so it does feel a little bit easier when somebody knocks on your door and says, Hey, here's an opportunity. Um, and, and you can pay rent this month. Um, you know, it comes to the point where you're like, hey, we've got some money in the bank. We can start investing in in this business. And so that's kind of where I'm at now um, in terms of my my personal brand and, and business. And it's it's awesome. It's awesome to be be there where, I, you know, I'm feeling pretty confident and doing really cool, fun stuff um, quasi regularly. So what's what's next for you down the line? Um, well, I'm coming back to uh, our alma mater. Uh, I'm doing um uh, I'm doing a trip to visit Bloomington. These guys are, they've got a new golf course out there. I was, we were talking before the show about how I used to sneak out and play the little course. It's literally right across from our, our fraternity where we used to live, which I think has been like, I don't know, kicked off campus. <laughs> a lot of things have happened. That's another story um, for another podcast. Yeah. Uh, but they've also kicked the old golf course off campus and built a brand new one that I've heard is spectacular. I've seen a couple photos and I was like, I got to go there and take photos. This is my, this is my school. And so visit Bloomington is, you know, and hired me to come out and, um, and, and profile it, profile everything from the, uh, the university to the golf course to a couple other courses in the area. The idea is like, this is a legitimate golf destination, a good golf trip for a buddy's trip, whatever, you know, want, you want to pair up with maybe some basketball, maybe a college football game. And uh, that's the idea that we're going to put together this kind of profile on this trip and then um, give these guys some great photography. And that's like in a week. So that's my next time I'm jumping on a plane. Um, and then I've got a, um, another tea time that I, I can't, I can't divulge the, the name in terms of just be too bad too you know, too protect, you know, I don't want to jinx it. That's what I'm saying. Um, so that, that should be very exciting coming up. So like things like that, and this is just with friends and, you know, you get invitations to play unbelievably cool places. Um, and it's funny 
I can, I can tell this because this is interesting. It's an, it's a callback to an earlier, earlier celebrity. And, um, it was my, my buddy calls me up and, he, and he's like, all right, this is a tea time we're talking about. He's like, um, there's a, uh, uh there's a 97% chance that Justin Timberlake is going to be out. If that's the case, then you're in. And I was like, <laughs> you're telling me I'm, I'm Justin Timberlake's backup. He's like, that's what I'm telling you. Um, and so, so that came to fruition. We'll see if the, the ball goes in the air. It's looking pretty good, um, for an upcoming tea time where I'm replacing JT. So are people contacting you for these opportunities or, you know, kind of falling back on your sales background? Do you have to try to put yourself out there a little bit and say, hey, listen, I think I've got this idea. I think it would help your business. You need me to come out and, and promote a course or promote a city. Yeah, I think it's a mixture of both. It's warm leads, um, which is great. Because if I fall on hard times, I can always go up in the phone book and like start calling courses. Be like, mm -hmm. hey, I got an idea. I got an idea. It's not came to that. So I've been able to stay full with you know warm leads coming my way and it's and maybe it's just from like playing a golf course to like talking to thing and then then going into like quasi sales pitch like hey they know what i do i'm a golf course photographer and a lot of times they come to me and like they want photographs or i was like if you ever need photographs you know i'm your guy i can put together a package for you um so, you know so maybe somebody listen to this podcast like oh he's my guy i want him to come out so you know you know send me a message and i'll come do it so it's like stuff like that um, that it's been warm, but you know, you've always got to, there's business and everything, you know, it sits down and it's like, Hey, this is not about like being funny on Instagram or whatever it is. It's like, let's work out a deal where we can, um, you know, I can give my photography the respect it deserves in terms of pricing. And these guys get a killer value from what I provide with, with social media, uh, my website, uh, just exposure and then photography that they can use on their mediums, whether it's so, be social media, um, web websites and because i've found let me tell you that like if you go there's two courses say they're the exact same say one of them's worse than the other um and one of them's got just kind of like you know somebody went out there with their iphone or you know a point shoot camera and took a couple photos with some bad light put them on the website they're not bad um and the other one's got there and it's like it's got my photography on there i guarantee you you're going to book the tea time with my photography and that's how i was that's what personally that's how i used to do it when i was looking for new places to play like a photo would catch my eye and I'd be like, I got to see this place. So I mean, there's still a lot of golf courses that don't get that. And that's kind of you know, what I like to, I mean, you can tell this has been a bit of a of sales pitch to you right now. And anybody that's listening, you know, book me, I'll come out and, and, and shoot your course and turn it into something that people want to come and play. We'd be excited to travel to see. Well, it's not just pictures that you're putting up there on your accounts, but you're also doing a lot of fun videos and you're having fun out on the course. You know, I remember the video of you rolling the, uh, the watermelon down the hill and it just goes and goes and goes and goes. And, you know, you're doing high kicks and you're doing funny things in the tee box and all these great stuff. You're just having a ball enjoying the game. And I think if courses want to appeal to a broader range of people and, and not just maybe like middle age, uh, uh, older age, uh, middle class. I mean, you've got to try to get some of that, that youth appeal in and you're having a great time out on the course. And I think you do a lot of stuff that people can kind of relate to. Yeah. I mean, full disclosure. I mean, I was, I, mean, there's, I can get mad on the golf course, but I, I realized sure. pretty quickly. It's not the, it's not the way to go. And like when you start having fun, like having fun on a golf course is way more fun. And like you can just always do it. There's always something you're like, yeah, I made an eight on that hole. That sucked. But like, look at, look at this watermelon. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's the thing is like, I, there's different lanes in golf and kind of, I think where maybe I fit in more so 
it's like maybe there's an explore adventure like i do a little bit of that but people always really come to me and they say you know fun and in the beauty of the game like that's why they're following along and i'm i'm honored to be that for anybody you know that and i get these cool it's much more fulfilling than sales like it was great when i closed the deal and made a check for myself you know selling somebody a voice over ip system or whatever the case may be um but somebody says you know you inspired me to do that I inspired people to quit their jobs and pursue a, a career in golf which is i mean that's unbelievable to me it's like i've had the ability to change another human being's life for better um i never i don't think i ever said that when i was in sales uh, i beautify every you know, people's day like this I, I sell my prints um and, you know, somebody else, I just sold one to somebody and they were discussing email about how much they loved it. You know, it sits above their mantle. They're going to look at it every day. Think about, you know, to have my artwork above it. That's a powerful thing that it's like, I'm making this person's more beautiful. I'm making them think about something that they love instead of the evil that's in the world. Like I'm doing great stuff. And when you really deal it, dial it down, some of the messages that you get from people um, are incredibly inspiring. So it's not just about having fun on the golf course, but when you start sharing that with other people the inclusion of other folks in that message and that journey is what is pure gold pure gold so it's like you know as like people talk about social media and how it can be bad and uh used for a lot of things that are not healthy i think that's like the narrative these days nobody talks about how good social media is um which is a miss because it's all about social use of their socially responsible use of it like there's a point where i'm just like i'm just getting jealous of all these things that other people are doing i mean i do a lot of cool stuff and then i get on and i get jealous of every single I'm like that's not not necessarily healthy to get to a point where i'm like oh they got it. you know and then i'm just getting bummed out that i'm not there you know so that that for me is when i know it's like i am much more of a creator i was like i should be creating instead of consuming that's where i'm i'm happiest and i think a little bit of consumption for inspiration is good but but you know don't just sit on there um and then and it's great. It's a great way to connect with like-minded folks. That's the real magic. So if you can use it to connect, you know, I spend a lot of times in my DMs responding to every, every one. Um, yeah, pretty much every one. If I missed yours, then it was probably <laughs> some sort. I don't get too much hate, but you know, say people send me an emoji, I'll, I'll probably like it or something. You know, I, I pay attention to that stuff because that's to me is where people are like, obviously I've inspired them to do something other than just double tap. They, they like feel compelled to reach out to me. So, you know, I try to respond to those folks and that's been fantastic. I've met some great friends from DMs. I actually, you know, the folks I'm playing with um, this coming week at that tea time that I mentioned, um, that was, it all started through Instagram, through a, through a direct message. And we've become good friends, like great friends um, since then. So th that's probably one of a dozen where I list these people as like, you know, legit friends. And the greatest thing in this world is a friend, right? Absolutely. And one of the ways that I like to end this podcast is, you know, asking your advice on what you would tell a student who'd want to do kind of what you're doing. And as we go, went through our, our conversation here, you know, some things I wrote down that you talked about, you know, you got to have a passion for what you do and you really got to mm -hmm. love it. Obviously that comes through. I mean, you can't get through a couple posts of, of Pat's without seeing how much he loves golf and it comes through in everything he, he does, which I think is just a really, really cool thing. 
Um, networking is a really big thing. Obviously, we talk about that a lot here in, in sport management at Trine. And, and you also talked about time, just the, the element of time where you've got to take, it's going to take time to get to where you want to be. Um, you didn't even know probably where you wanted to be. You just know you love doing this. And then after a couple of years, you know, your, your BFFs with, with Bill Murray and you guys are, are partying and, and playing golf. So is there anything I missed? If there's any, if a student would ever come to you and be like, man, I love what you do. I'm really passionate about X. How do I get started? No, I think you, you, you picked up on it. Those are, those are the big things. And I, and I really think that like it starts with the passion and then that's, then it becomes easy to do it consistently um, and, and good, you know, over time, attention to detail is, is important. Something I could, I could be better at. We can all be better at something. So it's like a, you know, and that's really the, the truth is I've been able to stick with it um, over time. And like, if something doesn't work, like, that's okay. Like, I think there's a expectation that it, this is going to like explode overnight. People see these cases um, and it's like one off video that has this man. It's, that's fun. Sure. But like, are they really building a brand? It's just one video that people aren't, you know, they just watching that for fun, building a brand is in something entirely different. You know, it's, it's somebody that's took an interest in what you've done and likes you you know, because of the stuff that you do, it's a series of stuff, stuff um, over time. And so, you know, stick with it. I mean, don't ever give up and don't be afraid. Like literally the best things that I've ever done in my life is, is quit my job. Like just quit your job. You know, like it, just quit it. Cause you're, I guarantee the guys that you're working with out there, they're, you know, responsive enough, adaptable enough to like quit their job today find out a way to make it work like people aren't you're like you're probably not going to go hungry like you're you're amazingly resourceful when you have to be you know mm -hmm. and so if you've got an inkling that's what all these people i don't think anybody's like quit my job and then i you know now i'm homeless um you know most people they quit their job because they have an idea where they want to go and if you quit your job and then make make that your job and something you're passionate about like i think the success rate is surprisingly high even though you might not have everything dialed in and yeah i could have failed and it could have i got lost a bunch of money on my i you know i invested on my rv tour so i had a little bit set up so don't be stupid about it you know like have a plan have some sort of idea and um and just don't give up i mean that's that's the thing and just and, and stick with it so like those are those are cliche things and i you know that's it's funny too because it brings up this other thing that i noticed is that these people hear these cliches and you're all like yeah yeah of course i know that but i don't think that for me personally, I ever really knew it until I lived it. You know, mm -hmm. I, I would agree with hundred percent of cliches who wouldn't, you know, th there's these motivational sayings, but until you have an experience that pairs along with exactly that, I don't think you fully understand it. At least I don't, I didn't. And then once I did, I'm like, Oh, Oh yeah. And this feels good. This feels good to, to, to know it and to have lived it and to kind of love it. And then you can, you feel confident when you tell somebody else to do that with their life, you know, to, to quit their job. Cause you know, it could be spectacular. Um, and so I hope that, uh, that's a pretty good, pretty good little, little list of, of things to do. Yeah. Get, get on it kids. Hopefully somebody's list is going to be the next, uh, Patrick Koenig, but until then they can find you on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. We'll put all your links and handles, uh, on our social media at the center for sports studies. And he's probably coming to a golf course near you here soon. Uh, Pat, <laughs> thank you so much for the time. Hey, it was a pleasure to be on. Uh, thanks for sharing that stuff. And uh, I'll be happy to, uh, reshare it. So we can spread the, spread the good word. Thanks. Thanks, Brandon. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to check out our social media pages for our next guest on November 5th. As always, we'd like to say a special thank you to producer Josh Hornbacher for his work behind the scenes today. 
This is the Center for Sports Studies podcast, broadcasting from the Trine Broadcasting Network. If you like this episode, please be sure to subscribe to the Center for Sports Studies podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. For more information about the Center for Sports Studies, please visit trine.edu. Also be sure to like the Trine Center for Sports Studies on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TrineCSS. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.